0: Hello and welcome to Banking Transformed. I'm your host, Jim Roos, owner and CEO of The Digital Banking Report and co-publisher of The Financial Brand. COVID-19 has had an immediate impact on loyalty and reward programs due to the unprecedented period of low travel and entertainment. As people stopped flying, staying in hotels, and eating out, loyalty programs had to respond quickly. Some programs doubled down on the existing programs they already had offering extended times to reach thresholds. Others changed the types of purchase that could be used to earn points or ways points can be redeemed. Deloitte found that organizations that can identify, communicate and act upon a brand purpose that overlaps the values of the consumer will be better positioned to thrive as we enter a new normal. In other words, loyalty that focus much more closely on consumer preferences, rather than merely shelling out points Will win in the long run. We are joined today by Mary Hines, Chief Marketing Officer for the U.S. Consumer Bank and City. On today's episode, Mary discusses the importance of turning loyalty program interactions from something that is occasional to something habitual. Welcome to the show, Mary. It's, it's truly a pleasure having you on the show today. Before we start, I wonder if you could share a bit about your close to 20-year background in loyalty and rewards programs for our audience.
1: Sure. Well, first, thanks for having me on, Jim. And let me start by saying my path to where I am today has not been a linear one, but one that has really given me a broad perspective on how organizations work. I started off in professional services for two consulting companies and then worked at another large financial institution and i've had a variety of roles from product development innovation product management reengineering to marketing and since i joined city more than 8 years ago i've done a variety of things from loyalty programs to every aspect of marketing and really throughout all of these experience i've been focused on maximizing the relationship with our customers through solutions that put them at the center of everything we do with our credit card. And recently I took on being the chief marketing officer for the entire U.S. consumer bank, which has really helped me understand how to build cross-functional collaboration across the bank to really drive change with how we interact with our customers.
0: So the current pandemic definitely has changed many aspects of banking, not the least of which being loyalty and rewards programs. Several issuers during the time retooled the rewards to better match spending patterns that did not include airline travel, hotel stays, or entertainment. These changes continue as the pandemic stretches on with major programs adding e-commerce pay with point options, increasing rewards for takeout and delivery, introduced grocery rewards, and extended qualification periods in response to the pandemic. How did Citi respond to the COVID-19 crisis?
1: COVID-19 started to escalate through the United States in late February. My entire marketing organization regrouped to understand how do we make sure we're there for our customers during this time. And part of it was looking at all of our offer strategy and value props and making sure they were relevant for changes in customer behavior. And to your point, people weren't traveling. They were staying home, hunkered down most of their spend online and in essentials. And so we pivoted a lot of our marketing campaigns to reward people in those categories. Also in some of our bigger products who had heavy accelerators in travel where there wasn't as much value in the short term, we actually offered long-term accelerator campaigns in order to reward them for those things like online shopping. And we continue to look at spend behaviors because now the country is opening back up and we know that many of our small businesses have been impacted by this crisis and we want to continue to look for ways to reward our customers for the places where they want to spend.
0: Well, it's interesting because Citibank's a unique organization, one that I've always enjoyed watching because... You're not structured exactly the same as the other big banks. I mean, you're, you're in the top five, obviously, from asset standpoint. You're top two in the size of credit card portfolios. But you're number 16 when it comes to branches. Most of your branches centered in major markets where there's a lot of affluence and, and big marketers. San Francisco, L.A., New York, Miami, places like this in Florida and Chicago. And it's an interesting situation because you really have the blend of both a digital bank, a credit card bank, and a branch bank. And in different markets, your your relationships are different, and the consumer opportunities are different. But your retail banking focus recently has really been to use the card base as a foundation for digital consumer relationships. And I would say that, you know, especially during the pandemic and, and before, you have a situation that you're really leveraging the cards to build a strong digital banking solution. Is that not, and it's really about loyalty and rewards, even without those aspects being a, a separate function, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, as you shared, we have a very large credit card base and a light physical footprint. And we've had tremendous success over the last year and deepening the relationships with our cards customers to engage in retail products and services. And a lot of it is giving them more of what they love. So we have a great high yield savings account that we offer in many of our markets. And we created a value prop where you could get um, that high yield savings account plus a boost on your spend with your double cash card as an example. We did that in a targeted fashion over the last year with some really great results. So recently, we leveraged that success to create a new product with American Airlines, who is one of our strongest partners in the credit card space, where we created an account where you earned interest, and that interest varied based on how much balance you deposited, plus a 25% boost on your credit card spend. So you got 25% more AA miles when you have that checking account and the card relationship. And it really shows the value of when you do more with City, you get more. It's been really powerfully received by our AA card customers.
0: So when you looked at some of the adjustments you had to make as a result of COVID. How many of these do you think are just temporary solutions where you might be expanding the the way that you multiply the points and things like that? And how many will maybe be of a lasting nature due to the popularity of the programs to keep them?
1: You know, I think some of these are just based on customer spend patterns. They're temporary in nature. I can tell you, I, for one, can't wait to get on an American Airlines plane and fly to Europe and use my points and miles to have... Uh, great vacation, but I know I can't do that right now. So we're doing temporary measures to ensure that you're still getting rewarded, even though ultimately life is likely to go back to normal from a spin pattern perspective. I think where it's really different is digital. COVID-19 has absolutely accelerated consumers' usage with our digital tools. Whether you're a retail bank client and you have a deposit, let's say your stimulus check and you don't want to go out to a branch because you want to be safe inside your home. We've had a huge uptick in our use of mobile check deposit. We were able to leverage some really powerful marketing which had a embedded how-to video to help educate consumers on how to use that feature, many of which had never used it before. And we saw that had a huge impact in When you look at how people deposit their money with the retail banks, in March, uh, mobile tech deposit accounted for 24% of deposits. And in May, it was 37%. So really a huge jump. And that is really attributable to the fact that COVID made people not want to go outside and wanted to engage digital. But once you've tried it, you realize how easy and seamless it is And you're unlikely to go back out to a branch or an ATM to make a deposit in the
0: future. So it's interesting. One of the things that you've become known for is the creativity in developing programs that bring value not only to the consumer, but also to the bank. If I'm not mistaken, you just had a recent program that came out of COVID where you incented consumers to use their digital relationship and to leverage the digital aspects of their relationship as opposed to maybe the call-in feature or certainly coming into the branch. Can you describe that a little bit? Sure. Uh,
1: this is a really exciting new uh, campaign for us. We recognize that given COVID, our call centers were being slammed because it was a global lockdown. So we had impact to our call center in the short term being able to work. And we wanted to encourage people to use digital in addition to the fact people didn't want to lose their home, so digital was um, an easier option. So we offered our customers who had never created digital accounts with us before, so logged into Citibank Online or downloaded the Citibank mobile app, um, that we would donate $5 to World Central Kitchen if they would create an online account and engage with us twice during the month of May. And we would donate up to a million dollars. And World Central Kitchen is a tremendous organization that helps feed the frontline during crises like COVID-19 or hurricanes. Uh, In this case, given the also economic impact of COVID-19, they were using unemployed restaurant workers to make and deliver meals to frontline workers like nurses and doctors. And, This had a tremendous response rate. We had over 270,000 people create online credentials during the month of May. And it really speaks to the fact that, one, we had this opportunity where it was easy to encourage people to use digital. But it was also what we heard from consumers is that they want to be part of the solution with COVID-19. People are seeing their neighbors impacted through job loss people impacted because of the illness itself and what could they do to help support people during this time. And this was a really easy way for them to make a contribution to a great charity.
0: So that's interesting because as we're restructuring rewards programs, but more importantly as a consumer is maybe looking at the world differently. Do you see this as maybe being the future of loyalty, where we share loyalty with special offers and special possibilities for people to actually help others. I mean, that's an amazing number. When I think about over a quarter of a million customers you change behavior with as a result of offering them an opportunity to help somebody else, is this something that could be more of a long-term change in human behavior as we look at many of the other changes that we've gone through beyond just the COVID crisis?
1: We we certainly hope so. I mean, purpose driven marketing is becoming increasingly more important. Consumers want to know that the brands that they're engaging with are doing right by society. So, when I look at a lot of the communications that we've made to our customers over the last several months have been really to help them during this unprecedented time. So, we've had a lot of specific COVID 19 communications. That share with our customers how they can be serviced by us, and also how can we help them. We have had highest open rate of these emails that are specifically about how city can support them during this COVID nineteen period. And included in that is also sharing with our consumers what City Bank is doing to support COVID nineteen, as we've made tremendous contributions to a variety of charities. And I think that just speaks to you know one of the positive things that comes out of a crisis as a country really comes together and puts purpose above themselves. And we are definitely making even more focus on enabling customers to contribute. So we're launching many more charities within our Thank You Rewards program so that people can use their points in order to support charities that are important to them. We already have a program right now with American Red Cross where we're donating, we're matching what points that our customers donate to the charity. And that has had some really great early response as well. And normally, you know, prior to COVID, people really want their points to reward themselves. And we're finding that's changing as they see as an opportunity to help others.
0: You know, that's interesting because in the most loyalty programs, the most covered group is obviously the affluent customer. But the value of those points is, seem to diminish quite a bit, uh, where not it, it takes more points to get the, the rewards you want. And a lot of these affluent customers have other ways to get some of these benefits they get. So this may be just another way to pay back. And it makes, obviously, the consumer feel better, while at the same time, it gives you a chance to really highlight what you're doing for these charities in a participatory way with the consumer. So it's not just about you, but it really, it allows the consumer to participate. When you look at these situations, how else do you think people may change in a post-COVID world with regard to loyalty? And I'm not going to say reward, because I, I think you've already highlighted the fact that these are not just points type programs. There, there's a lot of different ways to build this, but how do you think the consumer is actually going to be changing in a post-COVID world as they view loyalty?
1: Loyalty programs continue to be important in both purchase decision and ongoing engagement. We have recently conducted a survey with a thousand consumers and it revealed that 89% of consumers are more loyal to stores or businesses where their rewards number. And I think it's no different with a credit card. I think that will continue in a post-COVID-19 world as people want to make sure they're maximizing what they get out of the businesses that they choose to interact with. And you know where we've seen loyalty really transform over the last several years is not just what people redeem for, but really more how they redeem. So if you look at the Thank You Rewards program, it has had a huge transformation over the last eight years. It used to be that we, you know, would curate the program, understanding what people were buying in a retail environment, make sure we had it in our site. Uh, We would drive people to that site to engage with them. Now, the vast majority, over 90% of the redemptions when people use their points are either at our merchant sites where our points are integrated into that experience or through functionality in our mobile app. And what we find is the best way for our customers to get exactly what they want with those hard-earned points is to let them do what they do anyway. So one of my favorite features that we launched last year is called Pay With Points, where you can get an alert on your phone every time you make a purchase. And right there, you can cover that purchase with points. That really gives you the flexibility to get exactly what you want. So as your preferences change, like in the situation of COVID-19, you don't have to wait for the loyalty program to catch up with that changing dynamic and adding a new redemption option. You can redeem for exactly what you want.
0: Well, What a great way to integrate with the immediacy of where a person making a purchase, but also to highlight your brand. I mean, you're, you're stopping me in the middle of a purchase and saying, oh, by the way, Jim, that, that item you're buying at Best Buy, our rewards program could help you or could pay for that item for you. But it's a great engagement tool on an ongoing basis where a consumer many times may forget about their points. I think, you know, when you're really looking at and your, your other programs you've mentioned is the whole ability to build engagement and, and build communication with the consumer at the time. The role of data analytics obviously continues to increase. How is City leveraging data, personalized data, to build loyalty and rewards?
1: We use data and really everything we do in marketing and to ensure that we have the right offer to the right customer at the right time. And... It's been really powerful as there's been more advancements in marketing technology that makes it easier for us to personalize our communications and offers. You know, it's interesting. Certainly data helps you personalize and and make sure that what we're offering to our customer is exactly right. But Some of the features that I share like pay with points or we also have the ability to use your points at several major merchants. You mentioned Best Buy. That's one of them. In addition, Amazon.com, 1-800-Flowers, even PayPal. When you're going through checkout, you have the option to use your thank you points. We don't have to use data to figure out what you want because you're shopping for what you want and you have that currency available to you. So that almost creates even a better experience for our customers.
0: Again, it gets to the point of saying, I don't have to do modeling to figure that out, but I'm able to insert myself and remind people of why they're banking a city, and which is really what your your goal is overall. I mean, it's, it's easy to say, harder to do.
1: Yeah, and what's amazing is these features, when customers use them, they use them on average of five times a year. And rarely are they using their entire point bank. So what that does is it gives you this constant reinforcement of the value city is delivering to you as a customer. And it drives tremendous loyalty. You know, it used to be people saved up for that first class trip to Tahiti over several years. And sure, there are still some customers who use their points that way but more and more are using the points to cover their everyday purchases and other and purchase decisions and often to just a part of it, but not all of it. And as a loyalty marketer, it's really just been phenomenal at driving the loyalty that we're looking for.
0: So obviously a lot of these aspects really leverage the digital aspect of loyalty and of relationships. And You know, you've already mentioned that, and we've talked about the fact that Citi is building on the base of plastics, for lack of a better term, but using the digital aspect of integration to not only offer other services, but to really continuously reinforce the rewards aspect of what's going on. What's the biggest aspect that you use with regard to the digital versus the plastic or the branch networks? I mean, how has digital changed banking? As it relates to city,
1: well, We want to make everything in digital as seamless as possible for our customers. But we do, we want to service our customers in all channels. And certainly there's still a role of the branches for many customers. And there are still customers who want to be serviced online. And we want to make sure we're there for them. But more and more, the preference is, in fact, digital. And I think when you look at millennials, that is the expectation on digital being easy and is even higher and that's we've spent a lot of focus on our um, investments is one ensuring that we do have the right digital experience and i think we have a pretty fantastic one but also on educating our consumers on that digital experience so we leverage a lot of marketing techniques to ensure step by step that they know how to whether it's create an online credential make a payment deposit a check all the really key areas where our consumers engage with us. You can file um, a credit card dispute through our digital channels or lock your card if you've misplaced it and you don't not yet know if it's stolen but want to protect it. Those have been ways that have really driven our customers uh, to engage with us. And we continue to stay focused on making sure everything is as easy as possible when a customer does want to work with
0: us digitally. So when I look at Citibank, Today, or if I look at it, let's say three years from now, is City more of a card bank, a branch bank, or a digital bank, do you think, going forward?
1: Well, we're a consumer bank that delivers the best digital experience. So whether it's a card, retail bank, mortgage, investments, City is a full-service bank, and for many of our customers, digital is the way in which they interact with us, and we'll continue to see that as a percent of customers increase over time.
0: Because I, I would see you as, as almost being the sweet spot today that you're not encumbered with a large branch network at all, certainly not in Ohio where I live, but in the same sense, you have tremendous reach with not only your card services but with your your brand new digital accounts, and you're positioned in such a way, from a profitability and a cost standpoint, that you can offer the higher rate savings and the higher rate deposit accounts, as well as higher rewards on cards, because you have. I, I believe the the structure is the best of all worlds. You you closed numbers of branches years ago, but in the what you've left behind is really an ultimate digital experience and and digital platform. Is that pretty much the positioning right now of Citibank?
1: Absolutely, and we're really proud of the fact that we have a light physical footprint and have made the decision to invest heavily in digital. I think COVID-19 is a unique time period that's accelerating the use of digital, which helps make our strategy even more effective more quickly. And more and more consumers are being comfortable with the fact that when they have a checking account, that they don't need a branch. And that is really evolved as digital functionality has been introduced over time. And something like COVID just accelerates it. You know, when you realize you've done everything you need to do to support your finances while locked down in your house, it's easier to realize a branch isn't necessarily required to be right down the street.
0: And I'm wondering, because of the relationships you build on the credit card side with all the different rewards programs and even things you've done recently with new rewards options, is this, in a way, a way to build out a, more of an open banking platform where you can have relationships for not only your deposit customers and your card customers, but all customers as it relates to outside relationships, which is more of a slice of life or a quality of life and... uh to make my daily life better outside of just banking services?
1: Well, we really see the role we play in our consumer's life. It's supporting their lifestyle. You know, a bank isn't just about where you have your money. It's like, how do you enable the progress that they're looking to make in our lives? And that's really what's core to the programs that we deliver for our customers. And World Central Kitchen, enabling them to make a contribution by demonstrating a behavior our loyalty programs where they can redeem for whatever they are choosing to purchase. It really helps enable them to go th- get the most out of their life. So we don't see ourselves as just a bank. It's really about an enabler to our customers'
0: progress. So the final question, and this is a little bit of a obtuse question in a way, but in recent weeks, we've obviously had a not only a heightened focus on COVID-19, but really a a focus on diversity, inclusion, and equality as it may relate to loyalty. And there's a belief by many that relationships with organizations are going to have more and more to do with their perspective on sustainability and on issues such as race and gender and things of this nature. What is your feeling about how this all may, in some point, intertwine as people are making decisions who to do banking with.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we have seen, even prior to the recent situation, more and more consumers looking to feel good about the brands that they choose to do business with. And that really reflects across all of, not just the brand's business practices, but also that brand's contribution to important policies and charitable contributions. And I think at City, we're really proud of the voice that we have uh, made across a variety of issues. More recently, with the inequality challenges that this country faces, City has absolutely had a strong voice and has made contributions to support organizations to really help address this inequality. I think over the years, we've had a number of issues that we've really had a voice on. Women pay inequity is another one that we have a tremendous amount of initiatives around. And it's just, it's important to consumers. They don't want to do business with brands that they don't think are good people. And I feel that really gives City an advantage in the relationships we have with our customers.
0: Well, it's going to be interesting because... You know, as you well know, the banking industry is is not known very much for the way they integrate within the bank itself, be it race or gender, for that matter. And it, the position is going to be important. But I think, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, because I think that loyalty and, and what defines loyalty and what can push loyalty is really going to change It's not going to be easy to forget what we've gone through from a health crisis as well as from an equality crisis that, you know, it's going to stick with us. What's interesting is financial institutions that can position themselves, as you've mentioned, can take care of a lot of challenges over time. So I want to thank you very much for your time today. It's great to have you on the show today.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation.
0: That's a very interesting conversation with Murray Hines from City today. You know, one thing I forgot to mention on today's show is that CitiBank continues to be ranked as the top customer satisfaction among retail banking advice and retail banking by J.D. Power. I think a lot of it has to do with the overall mindset of how rewards and loyalty are viewed and how digital has been implemented across all of the businesses from the checking and savings accounts to the investment services, to the card business, to even the branch network. We saw that rewards and loyalty could be used to even change behavior, to move people from one channel to another, using a third party benefit, such as what they did with the food kitchens. I think it's important to remember that as we're doing everything else, as we're screwing to be digital or to build new branches or, or reposition branches, how important loyalty and rewards are. Thanks for listening to Banking Transform, rated as a top five banking podcast. I generally appreciate the support you have provided since we started this endeavor. If you enjoy what we are doing, please be sure to subscribe to Banking Transform on your favorite podcast app. In addition, please take 30 to 45 seconds to show some love and form a review. It means the world to me. Finally, be sure to catch my recent articles on the financial brand and check out the research we are doing on digital transformation, the future of work in banking, retail banking innovation, and the changing dynamics of financial marketing in a post-COVID world for the Digital Banking Report. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to our producer Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer Sean Rule Hoffman. I'm your host Jim Ruse. Until next time, stay safe and stay healthy.